The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Utah Jazz. NBA Cinderella team. Let's be honest. Glass Slipper is coming at any moment. They're turning into a pumpkin any second now. You're about to guess what? Probably have the best situation happen to your franchise that you could possibly imagine. After a really, really good start, the Utah Jazz are still a pretty good team, but they've definitely fallen back to earth, right? 15 and 12. They're very good at home. But what we now know, according to the rumors, is that they are going to be sellers at the deadline, despite what Trader Danny has to say. According to insiders, they have got more pieces than Gary V looks at a car and thinks that he can sell. Like more of those. They have so many pieces that they are going to move for the right price. It's insane. There are pieces that are they are going to move for the right price. There's Colin Sexton, right? He's not going to get much run in Utah. There's Kelly Olynyk. He's been very, very good this year. He can help a contender, absolutely. That's why, that's why uh, Danny Range got him. You've got Mike Conley, right? He's got probably more value than Lowry, D. Rose, and Patrick Beverly combined. You've got Rudy Gay, who would be of interest to a lot of teams. And then you've got Malik Beasley. I think Malik Beasley's probably the best out of all of them in terms of just like what you can get from a like middle-of-the-road, high-end starter. He's going to be good for a, a team with playoff hopes. But two players now, all of a sudden, who are going to not be on the move that we thought might be. One, Laurie Markkinen, who is just a beast. Just an absolute, out-of-his-mind, wing defender. I don't know what's going on with him. We'll talk more a little bit later in this episode about J.B. Bickerstaff and how he turned Laurie Markkinen into this version of a beast on top of him playing for Team Finland, but wow, is he the kind of piece that you want to build around. Blossoming in Utah. And then the other player that's apparently not on the move that even shocks me more because I thought he was trying to get the fuck out because he's, like, such a pretty boy and he loved L.A., which is where he got drafted. Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson is a huge surprise. He's he's not going to be on the move. I, I don't understand it, but I like his game. He was the 2020-21 sixth man of the year. He had 23 games of 20 points or more from the bench. But the craziest thing is he's 
one of the favorite players of the owner, Ryan Smith, because he never complains about his role, and he likes to play in Utah. God forbid anyone want to do that. I don't understand it, but it is what it is. So I think the Jazz are going to lock him up to a long-term contract, which is crazy, just crazy, because it looked like he was going to be on the move as well. So we know this, right? We know that the Jazz aren't a playoff team, probably. They might be a play-in team, but they might not, right, depending on how many pieces they move. But that's not going to stop this season from being a success, in my opinion. Danny Ainge is doing exactly what his nickname is, trade. Trader Danny. He has turned Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, and he will end up turning them into probably 15, 10 to 15 first-round picks. That's crazy. Like, that is nuts. And then you talk about Jared Vanderbilt as well. I mean, is he going to be on the move at some point? You could probably get a first-rounder for him. So props to him. He might have just put Utah in the driver's seat for the next five years. He's probably the new OKC Thunder. Uh, have the New York Knicks pulled the plug on this season? Because the latest reports coming out of the Garden are that there are not one, but four Knicks players on the trade block. We already talked about Derrick Rose being shopped. He's a veteran point guard. A lot of teams could probably use his experience, right, to run the second unit. According to Fred Katz, there are also three other players. Would you believe it? Uh, that are, the Knicks are looking to move. First is Evan Fournier. Shocker. Shocker. Uh, doesn't surprise anyone. He's terrible. Terrible contract. Terrible player. Like, probably shouldn't be a starter. Uh, he's a good fit on, like, a French national team. But other than that, he's fucking awful. His sh- shot spot shooting ability could probably help some contenders down the stretch. But the problem is he has another year on his contract at $19 million. He's probably a negative asset. Like, you... They are talking about trading other decent players with Evan Fournier because he's Evan Fournier. Like that, you're not an asset at that point. You are a liability. The most surprising player, though, right now on the trade block, Emmanuel Quickly. He was supposed to be this big part of the Knicks' future, but he's basically played himself out of the rotation. Tibbs doesn't like him. He doesn't play defense. He's shooting awful. Like The Knicks are seeking a first-rounder in return for him, but then when you pair him with Evan, Evan Fournier, it's probably like uh, you receive one, you give one. Who knows, right? Uh, least surprising trade tar- target is, and we knew this before he even got to the Knicks, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is on the move, baby. He was on the move in Atlanta. He was on the move before he got to New York. He is on the move. Trey Young, Cam Reddish, eh, same guy. Uh, (laughs) The Knicks are working with Cam Reddish to find him a new home. And the latest is the Lakers, the Heat, and the Bucks are interested. It took a first rounder to get Cam Reddish. Just don't forget that. They paid a first rounder for Cam Reddish, and he is out of this team, less than a year later, with very limited playing time. Very interesting that Tibbs could, could never find an effective way to use him. Which would make him the third coach in Cam Reddish's career to be enamored with his skills and yet somehow not find a way to use said skills on the basketball court in any way to have him win games. What does all this mean? Well, the Knicks are under 500 point the east is a monster we are hearing some whispers about tom thibodeau being fired we're hearing a lot of whispers about multiple players being traded Mm, looks like it's time to close up shop out in new york tickets for the garden might just be going down very very soon you ready showtime 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Three folks, veteran guards: Derek Rose, Patrick Beverly, and Kyle Lowry. All rumored right now to be on the trade block. The question that I have, who of these veterans have the best value? Rose? I like Derek Rose. He's a trooper. He's a Tibbs guy. Does what he's supposed to do. He can give you 15, 20 minutes when healthy. Unfortunately, when he's healthy, isn't all that often. And how much is he getting paid? Checks notes. $16 million? That is a ton. That is a ton for a 34-year-old point guard with bad knees. Patrick Beverly also on the trade block making $13 million a year, shooting 27% from the floor. That's fucking horrible. He can play defense. At this point, he has been the lowest-rated player in the NBA. Lowest in the NBA. Like, think about all the scrubs, and he's the worst right now. He's also 34. Finally, the Heat are now tired of Kyle Lowry. They have made him available for trades. Lowry, when healthy whenever that is, or not dealing with personal issues, has been okay, but he has not been healthy, and he has not been available. Plus, how much does he make? $29.3 million. Wow. 20? Imagine being that overpaid. God damn, I want to be overpaid like that. 36 years old, making $29.3 million, and not healthy, and not available, not much in the tank. There's always a premium on the point, so there should be some interest in point guards, right? Here's where I would rank them. It took me a long time because I said to myself, which of these three would I want if I was a team? Who would I want to trade for? None. The answer is none for all different reasons, but the the ranking is this. Derrick Rose, good team guy, good rotation guy, doesn't complain, can give you some buckets down the stretch, probably a great guy in the locker room, doesn't make that much money, Probably that, number one. Kyle Lowry, number two, because maybe you say I give him, I go take him to a place where he gets healthy. Maybe send him to OKC for the veteran rehab program, and then they can ship him back out like they did Al Horford. Like, I would say Kyle Lowry's probably number two. And then Patrick Beverly, who I've always liked as a culture fit, probably number three. He's been awful. But listen, like I said, I wouldn't take any of these guys. Honestly, I wouldn't. Three guys on the trade blocks, and you wouldn't take any? That's bad. They make too much money. They do too little. Lowry and, and, and Rose, too brittle. Like, think about this. Gary Payton, what's he make, 12? Gary Payton the second, $12 million, making less than half than Kyle Lowry. I would 100,000% rather have Gary Payton the second than Kyle Lowry. That's where we're at on them. Someone's going to bite at the deadline because there's always a sucker in every single room. Where do you think they land? Let me know in the DMs or in the comments. Finally, Brittany Griner has been freed. Let me say that again. Brittany Griner has been freed. 294 days it took. 
being held as a prisoner in a Russian prison. <sighs> Not going to get into the background. You probably already know the details. Vape pen. That's pretty much the only thing you need to know. Vape pen and Russia. Uh, we covered that on the show before. I hate people who are like, this is a bad trade. This is not a fucking video game, right? This is not like you put it in a trade generator and you're like, oh, arms dealer, too high of a price for Brittany Griner. Fuck you. Like, if that's you, fuck you. Say like, oh, is it traded for this Russian arms dealer? Bad deal, bad deal. You know what? Honestly, like back, back to what I just said, fuck off. You do not care about this issue. You do not care about Brittany Griner. You do not care about political issues and global domination and what an arms dealer should get back. Like, you do not care. Like, you do not care at all except for that it's Brittany Griner and you don't like Brittany Griner. That's fine. Do not virtue signal to me. The truth is, if you don't like Brittany Griner for any number of reasons, could be her politics, could be her sexual orientation, could be her race, could be a myriad of things that I really don't care about at all. But the point of the matter is, is it fair that our, that our Americans that are still in foreign jails? No, it's not. That has nothing to do with this, though. Like, the fact that there is a Marine in jail right now in Russian prison has nothing to do with Brittany Griner. Zero. The U.S. did what was necessary to get Brittany Griner back. And the point of the matter is, if this was LeBron James, because Brittany Griner isn't LeBron James of the WNBA, but she's a top 10 player in the, in the WNBA. So if that was the case, top 10 player in the NBA, they'd be out in about 26 hours, not 296 days. So we don't want her having to figure out whether she's going to survive in the gulag for the rest of her life. Like the amount of trauma that she's probably going to have to try to rehabilitate from after 300 days nearly in a Russian prison is unimaginable. Adam Silver gave out the perfect response. He said, Brittany has had to endure, endure the unimaginable situation, and we are thrilled that she is on her way back home to her family and friends. We thank the members of the WNBA and the NBA community who never wavered in their efforts to raise awareness of Brittany Griner's unjust circumstances. Yeah, it's about the only good thing Adam Silver's done recently. And if you're using what should be universally celebrated as a way to try to coin political points, go fuck yourself. That is all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back Monday with an all-new episode. Check out the feed for past episodes, mini-episodes, all that. Uh, they drop pretty much every day. We've got interviews coming. Uh, we've got my dog in the background squealing at me. But the NBA is in on full swing, folks. She pooped in the office today, so now you know. Don't forget to download, subscribe. She's nine. And tell all your friends, every single one of them. Follow us on social at This Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok. We will see you again, knuckleheads.